0: Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech. Pop, 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 pop.
1: You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're
0: going to start this thing off right. Raiders! Raider! Raider! Raider!
1: Everything runs through love.
0: Great to see you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making us your first listen every day on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts with the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan and Chris wrapping up the week with something that is pleasing to me. We've got Texas Tech basketball news to talk about and uh, it's a little bit of a Unique circumstance, I guess, as compared to the majority of our lives spent as college basketball fans, because I guess we'll sit here and I'll at least somewhat celebrate the return of a guy who never left, Uh, that being Pop Isaacs, who indicates his commitment to Texas Tech basketball. Correct me if I missed something, but this was not actually one of the Red Raiders that did ever throw his hat into the portal or announced anything of any kind other than to wrap up the week now, we know he's going to play basketball for Grant McCaslin. So exciting because we were in a realm of anything is possible with any of these players. Some you really wanted to keep. Pop Isaacs personally was at the very top of my list. I wanted him to remain a Red Raider. But he never actually left the program either, Chris. So I don't know if it's a little redundant or maybe just like uh, Ludacris's first album. He's back for the first time. Never left to begin with. Pop Isaac's going to be a Red Raider, and I think most are considering that. Uh, good news today, right?
1: Yeah, and, and this is the way this is going to work. I just wouldn't assume anybody is back until they tell you that they are. Um, and I think that that was the case here. You know, Pop more than including most. us. Yeah, that's by the right. Way. Yeah, fair point. Um, Pop more than most had. He had options. Uh, I think he could have gotten in the portal. He would have had plenty of suitors, um, and I, there was. I I can assure you there was no guarantee uh that he was coming back uh for sure. I think that he really wanted to be back. I but I, I think there's a lot that, that goes into that and you know, scheme and new coach and, and and all that stuff gets thrown into it. Uh but uh but you know, he, he's been he's been working out with uh, Coach McCaslin and and uh you know the, the other guys on staff uh you know in recent days. I think uh you know, and this is So I think what it it, it tells you is a couple of things, because let's just talk the the, the building, the roster now, now that he is going to be a piece of that. I I felt like basketball-wise last year, when you had Harmon and Pop on the floor at the same time and you're playing them as many minutes as as you were, you're you're small. okay. This is just the way it was in the Big 12 Conference. I mean, would you switch everything on defense – you know, you're you're just undersized with both of them out there. So we know Harmon will not be back. I wasn't certain what Coach McAslin would ultimately would he would he want Pop back. Would Pop want to be back? I mean, you know, and, and all that stuff. But it appears like it, it it fits. What it tells me though is that you know he's okay with smaller guards, which we already knew. And, and Pop's not tiny. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, Big Twelve wise. You you know, you're you're six foot six one. You end up with somebody six five guarding you and it's it's it it creates a problem, you know, and and pop wasn't perfect. Look, he, he was a double digit scorer. I think he some would say inefficient at times because of how many threes he takes and misses. Most people also choose to remember a lot of the makes and like the games where he goes for four or five. I think one issue that Grant McCaslin may have though is like, you know, the turnover bug. That 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 is the part that needs to get, you know, fixed and all that. But it also tells me I, I'd be willing to bet you that this this potentially ends any pursuit of Tyler Perry, the the conference USA player of the year and grant Coach McCaslin's previous uh head coach uh at, at North Texas. Uh because um I I just um I don't think that you can have, because if you if you bring pop back, you're you're looking to play him twenty to twenty five minutes a night at least. If if oh, you yeah. were to bring in somebody like Tyler Perry, who, who is, was the conference USA Player of the Years, we we've talked about at North Texas last year under under Coach McCaslin, this is also somebody that's going to be expecting to play a ton. I think you would have the same exact problem that you had this year and be woefully undersized. Um, I may be in the minority there. Uh, I, I, I've had multiple conversations with basketball people that that think the same way I do, and it's it doesn't mean that you can't have smaller players. It's just you you have to you have to be limited in, in, in what you have on your roster as far as that goes, and how you employ them. So those are the first. They better things be that-
0: AI. Yeah, <laughs> they better be Allen Iverson if they're going to be Dominion. I mean, really, you've got to play. Yeah. A, you better play big if you're small because it ain't gonna. And you're right in the big 12 conference, especially, man. And you think about some of those teams that tech has had in recent seasons that you really liked and you were just long all over. So you've had that kind of team, but I'm thinking too, when you mentioned Davion Harmon and pop Isaacs together, not only small, but you've got ball dominant guards. And so I'm, I'm really, really hoping that uh, Texas tech is able to find uh, a point guard that is a distributor uh, because I think you'll have some scores, right? I, I thought that for a second was where you were going to go. Uh, you went with the size aspect, which is certainly true, but you've touched on this also before uh, many times during the season, kind of the just incongruent puzzle pieces, I guess, in a way that were put together on the floor as in uh, a, a guard fit. who wants to score and yeah. a shooting guard who wants to shoot and yada, yada, yada. So. Some may look at that as old school, but Chris, if I've ever seen a team with a scoring point guard, I've thought eh, they're not going to go all the way. Uh, they may have some really nice days, but aside from some very specific examples, I, I like to build one in a certain way. And I think some of that, uh, some of the reasoning why some people like to do that uh, was on display this year. Did you see that?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think you were honestly at at your best in February when when Harmon was carrying you. Now, but it, it, it couldn't be sustained. I also think Pop was out at that time. If you're talking about just uh, a scoring guard, oh. I, I, I I would like a playmaker. Uh, I would I would like again. I'm asking for a lot there, but I think that if pop can, can, can be something like this. And, and I'll tell you the way I'm thinking about this whole thing, because it, it's not necessarily offense or scoring, but we'll get into that in a second. But I think a pop can just be a better, cause he's a high level passer. He sees the game. He sees things that, that happen, uh, you know, or, or excuse me, about to happen. He sees it way before that. Yeah. And I think there's some anticipation there and, you know, and that's why you know summertime and getting a roster together and chemistry is so key. Just because you want guys playing together and understanding what what they like to do and what they want to do and all those things. But um, you, you're fine if if he's your kind of your point guard or your your lead guard or your 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 smaller guy. And again, I keep saying small. That's not that's not necessarily fair. He's just um, you know compared to some other Big Twelve guards. There's there's you know you're missing, but he plays big as you as you said. Um, but I think the way you we have to think about this is like defensively. That's where it just showed up, uh, and, and you got you know you you were out outman big time because yeah. Pop, whether he's actually playing the point guard on the other end or not, and bringing the ball up and initiating offense and all that, he can guard the, the opposing point guard. Okay, that that's going to be, and he's quick enough and kind of mature enough. If he gets switched off on, he can handle you know get, getting you know matched up on a big or somebody in the post and and whatever cuz his hands are quick and he can play make a play on the ball and all those things i just don't i don't like it if you've got two of those guys because at some point the 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 offense is going to find exactly what they want to pick on and you just don't have enough on the floor to to defend it in some cases cuz the coaching in this in this league is is really good. And, and I think that they, (laughs) they, you are scouted really good. Um, And so, you know, but but I I liked the news yesterday. I think it's, it's clearly a building block going forward. This is somebody that that, again can get better with you going forward. And uh, I'm just now interested to see what they add to it, but you, you've kept two of your two members of your freshman class. And I would love to see them keep a, a few more, but I don't know. We'll, we'll take these announcements as we can get them. But I wouldn't. I would wait until you hear from these kids before you assume that they're back.
0: Yeah, whether they've announced anything prior or otherwise, uh, getting into the transfer portal or not, that also means we keep. We get to keep uh, the uh, number one Twitter follow of 2023, as named by Locked On Texas Tech. Uh, Pop's dad, uh, call him Zorro. That's the Z you see flashing over the screen. <laughs> right now. So I'm thankful for that as well. The context of pop Isaacs is a freshman, very encouraging, very exciting, but I think it was also Chris within the context of a disappointing team at large. And early on, you're like, all right, where are the guys that are going to put their nuts on the table? Where, do we have any of those? And all of a sudden it was like, there's a freshman here doing that. So I think that enhanced his glow even a little bit more because he was just completely unafraid immediately. And the efficiency thing, improved as the season went on I think certainly some of the turnovers improved as the season went on but yeah still a long long way to go that's the context in which I was viewing Pop Isaacs in year one so very very exciting by no means perfect uh, but I think you're really going to have to dig deep as a player because we know the dude offensively can flash can you be a defender. Uh, Someone in the YouTube comments a few shows back, I guess, when I was heaping too much praise on Pop Isaacs for their liking, told me Pop Isaacs has never seen a defensive stance. And I guess that was a concern to them. So we'll see in what other ways he can round out his game. Look, if you want to be a pro, you want a chance to make uh, a career out of it, you better round out your game. And everybody has a chance when they get into this or onto this level, Chris, to figure out what they are, and what they aren't. So you want to commit to the work, commit to the process, you can probably improve those things you aren't. And uh, maybe Pop will do that. Glad to see him uh, trying to do that, at least, in a red-redder uniform for a little longer. We bring up defense there, and we might as well stick with it because while we'll switch sports coming up ahead, I want to stay on the defensive end or the defensive side of the football. Switching cliches on the fly, we are professionals. Don't try this. At home, want to get to Tim DeRooters, guys, and one guy specifically that Coach McGuire talked about this week. Chris, we'll hear from Coach McGuire coming up ahead that is as big potentially of an X factor as anyone in any phase of the game for Texas Tech next season. We're getting to it next on Locked on Texas Tech. Glad to have you along for the ride on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network coming at you from west of the 100th meridian where it's really going down. Greetings from the great state. Uh, If you're here, God bless you. If you're not here, get here soon. He's Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Switching gears a bit. We were in a defensive frame of mind a moment ago. We're staying there. But talking football, Joey McGuire and the Red Raiders obviously rolling on through spring camp. Got about... little over a week, I guess I would say, uh, left here. We'll get to spring game conversation and then, of course, uh, some of what we learned in spring game church today. I don't know if your folks ever had you write something down after church to make sure that you were conscious during the service, but I went through that exercise uh, a few times and they got tired of hearing that Jesus loved me. Yes, you established that already. Let's move on to another bullet point. Anyway, happy Easter, everybody. Uh, Chris, let's get... To a comment from Joey McGuire, because really, since you made a comment a couple of weeks ago, I've been thinking about this a little bit differently. I was very excited for Texas Tech's defense heading into 2023, certainly excited about the defensive front with guys like Bradford and Hutchings, Cornerstone pieces returning. But you alluded to some thought that possibly as a group, as a collective, there is no, you know, maybe peak of the mountain like Tyree Wilson was a season ago. But as a collective, your mountain range is impressive. It's strong and possibly even more impactful than it was a season ago. That comment from you got my attention. I know some others uh, certainly took notice of that as well that are out there in the Locked On Texas Tech galaxy. And so when you consider that possibility, that, that leads me to really pay close attention to anything that Coach McGuire or others are saying about that defensive front. I want to get to some general thoughts on that and one guy who really could be an X-factor for Texas Tech defensively, that being Josiah Pierre. But first, let's take a listen to Coach McGuire on the big boys, man in the line up front defensively. Man, I'll tell you the guy that, uh, you know, he played 25 reps in the the bowl game uh, due to Banks. Um, Really pleased with him. Uh, I mean, every day he's really shown up. Um, He's playing at a high level. You know, uh, Boog's going to play great. I'm also excited with our ends. Uh, We're really deep um, at those outside linebackers. When you're talking about Miles Cole, when you're talking about uh, Steve Linton, Harvey Dyson, uh, Charles Esters had a really, really good spring. Um, So excited about the D-line. Quincy uh, had had a hip flexor, came back today. It was good to see him back out there. I um, feel really good about him. Am I listening to Skeet shooting in the back? I apologize for the firing squad. Uh, we were uh, reporting this I, near a local communist stronghold. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to hear. Hockey um, practice? I don't know. Come yeah, on, man. You, you, you have lots of
1: names that I, I think even <laughs> even myself aren't necessarily... Uh, you know, super familiar with because we haven't seen them play a lot. Look, I'm familiar with a lot of these names through recruiting and and all that. But th- these are these are all untapped guys that I think Joey and staff are basically saying, okay, you've been here for a year or three. Uh, now now it's it's time to to you know take the next step and improve and. You know, some of these guys are, are highly recruited, and I tell you, the, the one name that wasn't mentioned is because he's not going through spring right now, and he's a young uh, young one too. Uh, and I think he may be the best out of everybody that Joey mentioned is Isaac Smith, uh, the 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 redshirt mm. freshman from last year out of Oklahoma that really started to flash in the last part of the season. He's kind of one of those edge guys uh, tall kid at, at six, six, um, he's added a ton of good weight, um, and is very, very fast. And, and just, uh, I, I know that if they were selling arms like his at a store, I'd pay good money for him, uh, after seeing <laughs> him, uh, up close <laughs> about, uh, uh, about a week ago. Uh, but it, you know, he, he got, he got hurt in that bowl game, you know, that, uh, that dirty, uh, a Dirty play, but I think it was a left tackle for Ole Miss. He stepped on his hip and and caused uh, Isaac to, to get hurt and and all that stuff. But uh, but he's missing the spring. But, see, he's a name nobody's talked about this spring because he's not going through it. But he's somebody, man, I'm telling you, he's going to be a problem. And he's got it all in front of him. And uh, that that's the name right there that wasn't even mentioned with all the other names that were the Esters and Banks and Dyson and all those guys because most – most just think about a date array because he came in as a freshman and he kind of skipped all the guys that we just mentioned. He just passed yeah. them up. And so you kind of start to assume, man, I just don't know if Banks, Esters, and Dyson are any good right now. Trayvon McAlpine, I think, is another one. Um, you, you just you don't know where, where it stands. But, again, sometimes it takes – every every rose blooms at a different time. So sometimes it takes a year or two. <laughs>
0: You don't want to go into a, every rope <laughs> Blooms at the right time in Poison. spring or yeah. fall. Camp, <laughs> uh, yeah. And I, you know, we've got an Editeray, we got a Duda. These are just fun names to say. So I hope they factor in. And a and Charles over yeah. and over and over. Yeah. And a Charles. Yeah. <laughs> and a Charles, come on, spice it up, Chuck. Spice it up. We'll have to come up with something else there, uh, Chris. I want though to turn to one more specific guy before we move along Uh, a guy that I do feel like could be an X factor for Texas tech because you're asking Josiah Pierre to do some different things this season when he really progressed last year as a guy that became impactful where he was, I guess, closer to the line of scrimmage. Coach McGuire also talked about this week, you know, his ability, um, not only from um, his time here at Texas tech, but earlier in his football career to kind of play in that, that space uh, back as a, a natural linebacker or a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage. So I'm sure he'll continue to mix it up a little bit this season. But um, how did we come to where we are with Josiah Pierre this offseason and considering some different things? And and where do you think he kind of maybe uh, is a fit or where does he have some some room to grow there and become what they're asking him to be?
1: Yeah, need and and I think comfort comfortability maybe is that a word or comfort mm-hmm. level? Yeah, I don't know if I said if I phrased that correctly, but I, but I think one, uh, you have a need at at the middle linebacker spots. Uh, oh, and and I say the two interior uh, linebacker spots, my the the Mike and Will that they call them, the weak side and the in the, the middle. Um because of Christian Merriweather and Kosai Eldridge. And I don't know when we're going to get word on Kosai Eldridge. This is frustrating. He's kind of now at the tail end of the spring. I I, I don't know where that stands. Because if if we get word at any point, that is massive news for this defense and someone like Josiah Pierre, who we'll talk about now. I I think, though, that because of the names that we just mentioned that are some of your edge guys – and because of Linton, because of an Isaac Smith, because of some of these other names that uh, Coach McGuire was mentioning, I don't want to say it's a luxury, but now you don't have to employ Josiah Pierre at that position anymore. I say comfort level or comfortability uh, because he can he he would rather do that. He would rather be uh, at one of those interior linebacker spots. He's done this before. Coach Deruder was unaware of this until. You know, when he showed up, you know, a year ago, whatever it was, when he got on the job, you know, uh, JP was at kind of an, an edge, one of those hybrid roles. And so you just, you know, you, you never had a, a question to ask and you liked your 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 two interior linebackers. And so I think he's comfortable with it. You kind of need it right now. Um, and, and Jacob Rodriguez is another one of your studs that is likely to be a starter uh, right there in one of those two interior spots, not going through spring. And so... That 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 and depth at corner are kind of my two you know biggest concerns about the defense you know and and yep. if Pierre can nail down that spot and Rodriguez comes back and you've got Tyreek Matthew you've got you know Tykana and Ben Roberts and some other guys boy you start to feel a lot about it now you start to really feel good about it if Kosai Eldridge comes back because I could even envision a scenario where you could have uh Pierre kind of even floating back and forth between interior linebacker and doing some of that edge stuff because he knows it. he's older and and knows all that stuff at that point you're you're really really deep uh with with your 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 defense but uh we haven't gotten that word yet so Pierre is kind of filling a need and that's where
0: he wants to be but uh, I'm all about it before we're out of here today uh let's stick with football but a different kind of conversation because actually something exciting Uh, Now to observe, it's what I'm calling doom, 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 doom. 50-yard line watch. But first, today's episode brought to you by Built Bar. And if you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar, don't want all the calories, I got what you need, buddy. That's Built Bar or Built Puff. What makes them so good? For starters, covered in 100% real dark Chocolate. Tastes so great, you're not going to think they're good for you. Unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, cookies, and cream. Not sure how they do it, but they maintain amazing macros while tasting like a candy bar. What's even better? They're healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't have to wait to get a box. You can always go to built.com to get your specialty flavors. But also right now, you can walk into your local Walmart or Sam's Club and pick up a four-bar box if you're at Walmart. Or if you hit Sam's Club, 13-bar box with Hit Flavors Brownie Batter Puff or the Churro Puff. You can thank me later after you try your first built Bar. Doom, 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 doom. 50-yard line watch. We get an announcement this week, Chris, that LED lighting uh, headed for Jones Stadium along with a new playing surface. So will Texas Tech do the right thing at the 50-yard line? A question for another day. And by another day, I mean every damn day until we see what they do at the 50-yard line. But uh, either way, you slice it. It's an exciting time because... You've got some further investment here, and we have seen across college football uh, some of these things used in a really unique and cool way uh, as far as the lighting is concerned. And Hopefully, this will be something that now uh, Texas Tech is able to treat their fans, students, and and student-athletes to as well. Excited for it.
1: Yeah, they are. uh, Okay, so... A, a new turf doesn't sound like uh, it, it's, it's super exciting news. And I already know where you're going with this because you
0: want that old double T at, at midfield. And no. I, 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 no. Um, I want the double T, Chris. Okay. It's just double. the double T. I'm that's tired that. of this. I'm tired of this anti double T marketing that's <laughs> taken us all by. Th- People call it the old school, the old, the flat. Nope. It's just the, it's it's the just double the T. One. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, then I there's I,
1: the 3D one. I would love that. I would love the 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 original one uh, as well. I love uh, I love that logo on the helmets. I'm I'm just a big fan uh, of it. I don't know what they'll ultimately do uh, there as far as design goes. But I mean, and, and you mark my words, whenever this stuff starts getting teased, somebody will have some fun at somebody's expense and show somebody a fake picture of Red Turf or something. It won't be true. Oh yeah, we're gonna um, have some drones. I oh think we're yeah, we're gonna have guys like on a grassy knoll over the fence, like <laughs> yeah.
0: the uh, the tramps at, on the railroad or whatever. Can
1: there we... is a the, the company that puts this product in. I actually know the guy that will uh, uh, for for Hellas, the company that that does it. That, that I think this is going to be his project, and he, they've done some stuff that in Lubbock uh, as well. And one of the products, I don't know if this this particular field will have this product, but they they've change the dynamic here and you most fans or people don't even think about it if you ever spend any time on one of these turf fields however you're, you're gonna you're gonna get what i'm about to describe because it is real you know when they first came up with these turf uh, fields that they, they had the the ground up black pellets just a so rubber tires or whatever that kind of made the made it softer and whatever. And you could see, you know, when a guy drags his toe trying to catch a ball out of bounds, you could see that those, those black pellets flying up, they now actually have it. But, but when the stuff gets hot, it is incredibly hot to the point where you can show uh, you shoot, shoot like a temperature gauge at it. And you can get in the 130, 140 degree temps, you know, in the heat of the summer or, or even in September, because I've been down there before. I mean, when Under Armour's cleats first came out, it would melt the glue on these kids' shoes. It would get so hot on these on these fields, and I'm not even joking. I watched it. They're like, "Well, the whole soul just pulled off." The Under Armour guys over oh, there, terrific going,
0: Under Armour. God bless. What are
1: we doing? But they they come out with a new product. Uh, it's called Ecotherm. It's like it's a little green. Uh, they're gr- little green, like you know, balls, tiny, tiny, you know, and and, and they drop the temperature down. 20 to 25 degrees I think on average of these fields when it gets really hot so it, it, it's supposed to soak up the sun uh they're 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 mm. heavy and soft enough to wear so anyway the general fan won't care about that I'm probably most excited about the lights uh because there are times in night games where there, there are corners of the stadium where it gets a bit I don't know thank you dark or hazy dude it or- changed yeah. It changed
0: when they changed the, the lighting standards on the east side. Like, it, I don't even care if these lights never flash or do any tricks. <laughs> if you will just lighten the stadium back up from the days of my Ute. Uped- <laughs> I mean, okay. So I'm, I, I know I can be a little anal and get bogged down in the details. So I was just kind of wondering, like, is it just me? Or is it like weird over here now as far? And look. Eastside Rider, you're listening to right here. So I'm right there in the thick of it. And some of the things I see them doing in the shadows over there now, uh-uh. we need that lit back up, baby. There's families in the building. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but you've noticed that it's a real thing, right? Yeah. I, I just think in certain, uh, in certain
1: night games, you know, there, there's just like it. I don't know. And, and I'm almost like, man, there's something. It just it feels like it's a little bit. There's a few spots. But this was needed, I guess, bottom line. I, I think uh, – yeah there's a lot of bells and whistles you can employ with, with, with these new lights. I think they're, they're cheaper to operate uh, on a daily basis. Um, and, and, you know, yearly basis or whatever. And I think you can do some different things and everybody has talked about this and I, I was there and, and a part of it. And I was very impressed by it. Some will say this is really, really cool. Some will this is to say, this is JV and Bush league and all that stuff. I don't, I don't really, you know, care what side of the spectrum you're on, but, the ability to kind of turn the lights off instantly, f- flash them, or or do something different with it uh, when you score a touchdown and all that stuff, I, I, I'm, I'm all about. Because going to college football games, most people don't go to games anymore or as much. You know, the, the attendance has kind of slowly waned over over years depending on where you are. But when you go, it's all about the pomp and the circumstance, man. I, I want pyro. I want, I want the the sizzle. Yeah. I want the steak, too. But I want the sizzle, man. And so if, if you can <laughs> shut the lights down or flash them after a score or whatever, because whenever NC State scored, it's like the lights kind of went out. I'm like, man, is this like some pro wrestling deal and some 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 bad guys about to sneak up in the <laughs> middle of the ring when, when they shut the lights up like Kane or something? I don't know. But I was like, what's going on? Is something to break? No, it was all on purpose and they unfortunately that night they kept doing it over the lights kept going off because they kept scoring touchdowns yeah. but anyway that that's my uh that's my opinion on the, on the lights I okay. love it. yeah uh
0: some people will be for it some people will be against it and some will be uh epileptics and we should keep them in mind uh, as well be careful out there at Jones Stadium this season i just it, hope uh go ahead well and i was going to say this is part of this renovation
1: I would be willing to bet you that by the end of this process, you're gonna get new video board and sound system as well. I don't know if they can get into all that yet. Uh, I don't North know North End. That... Oh yeah, I th- I think I think on the on the the main one, I think that would will likely be replaced. And I think sound system wow. too. They they've had to bring speakers down on the field to get I think the volume to where they want it and and to get the You know, whatever. And so I I do think that some of this renovation and again, it's it hasn't been announced. And so it's clearly not going to be for this year. But I'd be willing to bet you that by the end of whenever they're done with everything, you're going to get not just the two video boards on on the new on the south end and the corners, as we've seen in the in the the renderings and everything. But I bet you get a a new one or an updated one uh, in the north end as well. But I bet it comes with a new sound system as well
0: interesting was not that long ago uh when you were excited as a tech fan to see going up what you got there right now but the arms race never stops i suppose i just hope they're able to find something cool to do with the lighting and we don't uh you know pre-package assemble it in some corny lame way we've done that before i don't know if you remember like the fourth quarter song thing that was supposed to be and then it kind of, it was not organic at all it come on the speaker all right everyone get ready for the fourth quarter song like I just hope we don't get any all right three two get ready for the lighting show I mean come on let's come up with something that's gonna get the people going without having to give them too many instructions or anything I mean let's let's just continue to be probably still a place that revolves around the football on the field but if not party in some other aspect I guess Chris because man you talk about that sizzle and it's all over now you watch college football or whatever it is uh, from stadium to stadium to stadium people are finding ways uh, to innovate and and keep the fans entertained and I don't know if there's any substitute for interesting football that'll probably get the butts there more consistently uh, than anything because you can do all you want with bells and whistles if the team stinks people'd rather be in the parking lot if they're there at all I suppose Uh, under a canopy but you've got an opportunity here with so much excitement surrounding the team and what's going to be going down in your stadium maybe to really uh, take things to the next level so i hope that they've got somebody in place uh to be able to do that in an innovative and uh cutting edge if you will in some ways kind of way but don't you forget about red Steagall. all right you don't have to cut every edge tradition matters (laughs) chris enjoyed the time all week man Interesting stuff. We were able to get into some good news of Pop Isaacs to wrap up the week. And uh, can't wait to see what Monday holds. We'll get back around with you on the other side of the weekend. Thanks for the time as always.
1: Absolutely. Uh, let's do it. Keep hope alive. Have a good weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you next time.
0: He's Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Thanking you for making us your first listen every day on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Hope to see you back on the other side of the weekend on Monday, right here on Locked on Texas Tech.